Podcasts are sponsored by Kinexus, where we're passionate about helping the world improve and innovate more effectively with our web-based software. Learn more at www.makeimprovementhappen.com. Hi, this is Mark Raven. Welcome to episode 75 of Lean Blog Audio. It's July 28th, 2015. Today's post is titled Model Lines and Model Cells as a Lean Transformation Strategy. Now, there are any number of strategies or tactics that hospitals or health systems or any organization for that matter use when getting started with Lean. These approaches and decisions include one or more of the following. Do we train lots of employees and managers about Lean? Do we decide if we're using Lean or Lean Six Sigma? Do we formally certify managers and employees? Do we do lots of formal rapid improvement events? Do we use strategy deployment from the top? Do we hire an outside consultant and or an internal lean leader or team? Now, there are pros and cons to each each approach. The pros are, well, it might help for for each of those bullet points, but there are common cons, if you will, uh, for each of those, including training people might lead to frustration or lack of action if we're not changing the culture in the way we manage. Six Sigma might overcomplicate things, or the Lean Sigma training might not really cover much lean. Certifications might be a waste of time and money if, again, you know, people aren't allowed to practice what they've learned. A bunch of rapid improvement events might be disconnected, too scattered, and not sustained. Strategy deployment might be difficult to understand or appreciate if executives don't first understand the basics of PDSA and lean. And an outside consultant or internal lean group can't make you lean. Uh, the transformation can't be delegated or outsourced. Now, obviously, those cons don't always happen, but they, ha- they happen often enough. And with that comes a risk of, quote unquote, lean failure. There's another approach that I think goes underappreciated, the model line, quote unquote, or the model cell approach. When we talk about model, it has nothing to do with fashion models. And I, I don't like the term, the word sell, because it might make people think of a prison or a gulag. Um, and then again, the word line, if we say model line, might make people think of, quote unquote, assembly line medicine in, in a negative way. Maybe model area is a better term. I'll, I'll think about that as I continue work on uh, an updated third edition of my book, Lean Hospitals. But when I worked as a consultant for value metric services, which was part of Johnson and Johnson at the time, we used this model line approach with our clients to help them get started with lean. So let's say you're a multi hospital health system. Is it realistic to expect that the entire health system is going to quote unquote, get lean all at the same time? You know, do you have the coaching training and support resources to make that happen? What if you have, one of your hospital CEOs who uh, is most enthusiastic about lean and most willing to learn and lead. You might start in that hospital working to establish a lean culture and a really, you know, sort of deep demonstration of lean there at that hospital first, serving as a model for the rest of the system. But then again, a single hospital is still a pretty big place. Can the entire hospital get lean all at once? Probably not. You might, again, spread yourselves too thin. Maybe you should start with just one department or one value stream where the leaders are begging to go first. 
You can choose to solve a problem that matters, such as emergency department patient flow, you know, viewing that as a value stream, not just a departmental project. The model line becomes a demonstration site, a proof of concept that shows real culture change and real results. You, know, you, you have to start somewhere. Otherwise, you run the risk of a, a really diffuse effort being spread too thin, working for five years on building broad capabilities, accomplishing little in the process. That's how a lean department gets kicked out of an organization, by not showing results. Dr. John Toussaint, CEO of the Theta Care Center for Healthcare Value, has been writing and talking about this approach, which I'm, I'm very happy to see. Uh, he wrote for the Lean Enterprise Institute and their Lean Post website an article titled, Transforming Healthcare is Complex, Start with a Model Cell. And he starts by saying the following, I've now visited over 130 healthcare organizations in 12 countries and seen many different approaches to lean transformation. What have I learned? If I were to begin another lean transformation today in a healthcare organization or anywhere else, the first thing I'd do is work with my team to develop a model cell. The model cell approach is best thought of as an inch wide and a mile deep, in contrast to an inch deep and a mile wide. We started our journey at ThetaCare with this approach. In other words, we did a lot of Kaizen and a lot of value stream mapping. But in most cases, our work was not tied to the important business goals of the organization. And since we didn't have any knowledge of the management system required to sustain improvement or to build a continuous improvement culture, most of our early work was for naught. In the early days, we joked that we did a lot of quote unquote drive-by Kaizen, which was really de detrimental to our transformation. Now, John also writes about this approach in his latest book, Management on the Mend. We're gonna do a, a podcast with John specifically about this model line approach, but you can listen to my first interview with him about the book by going to leanblog.org slash 225, which is part of my original podcast series. Now in the book, John lays out five guidelines for a model cell. One, it must be focused on a business problem that's important to the organization. Two, the model cell runs an inch wide and a mile deep. It's limited in scope to one unit or clinic. Three, create a new system based on standard work. Four, tie the model cell work to true north. Five, this must involve senior leadership, if at all possible. Now, when I was at Value Metric Services, we did a really good job on points one, two, and three. Uh, we, we focused on a business problem that mattered. We did a model cell. We had a new system based on standard work. Point four was difficult because many organizations didn't have a clearly defined true north. They have umpteen objectives and measures and initiatives rather than having focus and clarity. Now point five happens sometimes, that senior executive involvement, but it depended on the organization and whether the executives thought they could delegate lean or if they had uh, to participate. Of course, participation is better. Toussaint also said the following uh, in, the, in his book, Management on the Mend. In the big picture, you'll find that the model cell has two distinct and almost contradictory roles. It is a testing center where people can experiment with ideas, embrace failure as a path for learning, and put new concepts into action. It will also be the demonstration exhibit, the results of your finest efforts that you will then use to sell lean healthcare ideas and spread these new methods to the rest of your organization. The model cell will also be the front line of debates between early adopters of change and the skeptics. At every organization I've visited, there have been stories about battles, large and small, 
between physicians who embrace lean and those who thought the old ways were good enough. People in the model cell need to be prepared for the, for close, even hostile questioning. And I've, you know, I personally, I've been there for that questioning and, and hostility. You know, lean won't work here and, and we're different are points you have to discuss uh, rather than just ignore. Now, think, you know, thinking back to, to my book, Lean Hospitals, in the first edition of Lean Hospitals released in 2008, I wrote about the pitfalls of focusing too much on rapid improvement events in chapter 11, and I wrote about establishing a model line in a roadmap. So the text didn't change much from 2008 to the second edition in 2011, so I'll cite the second edition with an excerpt below, quoting uh, from the book. Rather than trying to implement a lean method or set of methods throughout the entire hospital, an effective approach is to establish a model line around one department, such as the pharmacy or laboratory, or one particular patient pathway, such as patient flow starting at arrival to the ED. Creating a limited model line scope reduces the time required to implement a full set of lean methods and management systems. Implementing lean in a department of 100 people is far less intimidating than trying to spread the same ideas across 5,000 employees all at once. The model line can be selected based on prioritizing a number of factors, including the needs assessment, which problems need solving, current state assessment, what waste can be eliminated, and a readiness assessment, do the manager, staff, and physicians agree change is needed and possible. The senior leadership team may start with a plan, a roadmap for implementing lean beyond the initial department. Hospitals often plan their first two or three projects based on the current view of goals and priorities. For example, in the first year of the lean journey at a hospital, it might plan to complete two projects, for example, in the lab and in radiology, since each transformation project takes approximately three or four months. So that's the end of the book excerpt. What do you think of the model line approach? Have you tried it based on my book or John's work? What do you see as pros and cons of this approach compared to other training-based or event-based models? I'd love to hear what you think. Go to leanblog.org audio75 uh, to post a comment to find links uh, to John's book and, and my own and other things that we mentioned in this episode. Thanks for listening.